Ladies and gentlemen, your good time with a good time and buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the show. Well, Austin, 4th of July weekend's coming up. Big weekend. One of the best weekends of the year. By far. What's your plans? Uh, rodeo. I'm, rodeo? I got a four-day weekend because it's on Tuesday. Taking Monday off, so I got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Jeez. I hate holidays. My office is technically closed on... I hate holidays where, like, you get the holiday off. But not the next day. Like, New Year's is perfect because you get New Year's Day off. Yeah. And you party New Year's Eve. Like, so you get a recovery day. Yeah. Fourth of July, you party on the Fourth of July. You don't get And a it's rec- summertime. You don't get a recovery day. Yeah. You just got to go to work feeling shitty. Or like the Super Bowl when it's on a Sunday. Yeah. And you got to go to work on Monday. Like, everybody's already being pushed to just work harder and harder. Can we not at just a couple days extra a year? Yeah. Have that set aside so yeah. we can just recover a little bit. Like, for all the work we have to do, we should be allowed to celebrate accordingly. Yeah. Like, Memorial Day weekend, that's nice because you get Monday off, but you can party Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and still get Monday off. There's Memorial a lot of people that aren't partying, though, on, uh, for Monday. Well, yeah, but you don't have to. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Fourth of July is one day. You have to party that day. That's the Fourth of July. Yeah. And then you don't get the fifth off, so now you're hungover going to work. Yeah. That's a bummer. But, no, I'm going to go to the rodeo. Probably go to the river. Yeah. Uh, watch the fireworks. Yeah, I guess it's time to be down at the river. Uh, nine yards. We haven't taken advantage of that really yet. Not yet, but now we got the dock in the water. Dock's in the water. We aren't going camping or anything. We got nothing planned for weekends. The guy who would be our access to get down there, though, is moving. Which is going to make it a little more difficult. It's going to make it more difficult, but we still got your parents' house and Harrison's house. That's true. And, and now we got, what, three boats? Harrison's got a boat. Austin's Ian's got a Ian's boat. Ian's got a boat. We got the pontoon sometimes. Sometimes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we got boats this year. We're going we're gonna to do the river right this year. Yeah. Harrison's always wanted to take his boat out. Good time in boating. Good time in boating. So, um, yeah, 4th of July... Um, just patriotic. Everyone's in a good mood. Barbecuing. Yeah. Just good food. Good fun activities. I like a good barbecue. Fireworks. Guns. Yeah. It's everything that makes... Okay. So, we're not talking about making America great again, but we are talking about some. those things are part of what make America great. Great. Yeah. Like... It's just a good time and Barbecue. Everybody's there in a similar spirit. Like, we're here to... Just... Witness our goddamn independence. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just an independent. People are out there shaking hands with the devil, yeah. riding bucking bulls. I've heard Broncos are more like. Yeah, but I, who cares? Scared. Yeah, okay, but. Yeah, no, yeah. They're riding large beasts. Yeah. For America. For our entertainment, but it's a mutual thing. It's yeah. not and. Uh, no, they will. Yeah. Fourth of July is a party in a can yeah. atmosphere. You get the you, you get set fire, fire to the sky. Yeah, you get fireworks. You just blow shit up. It's a. It's weird if you don't shoot fireworks into the sky on Fourth of July. Yeah, I would hate to live in a place like Oregon. Is it doesn't suck, but it's a bummer because we don't get to have fucking fireworks to go up into the sky. And shit. Yeah, 
or even Roman candles. But um, yeah, it, I would hate to live in a place where it's like dry all the time. So you can't. So you can't even have fireworks at all. Yeah, everybody's just like doing uh, snakes, like little spinners on the ground. Yeah, fuck and that. I've heard the rule in Oregon is that it can't go over. It can't be anything that shoots over like twenty feet in the air, or not twenty feet. So Hardly anything in the air. Like there's no. Oh, it's maybe it's just yeah. no projectiles. Yeah, no projectiles. And I think. it can't travel more than eight feet. Yeah, which is just a bummer. I mean, it's not that bad for us because we got Washington, like, right there. Yeah. But, like, my friends that live in Idaho and my grandpa that lives in New Mexico, they've never been allowed to do fireworks. That sucks. They do them anyways. But... Washington's good. Washington's good, yeah. Washington, you can do whatever the fuck you want, apparently. Yeah. You could buy a bunch of edibles. Yeah, we yeah we went up there with Harrison and bought a bunch of mortars and shit and yeah. brought them all back. Devin had the... We were shooting <laughs> Roman candles at each other down at... Joe Dancer Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think 4th of July should be pretty fun, but I think we need to go get fireworks at some point. Absolutely. We could make a trip, just head to Washington, allegedly, pick up fireworks and edibles. Yeah. Not allegedly on the edibles. No, we are going to pick those up. That's perfectly fine. Fireworks. Fireworks is We've alleged. never heard of them. Yeah, no. Allegedly fireworks. What? What? Uh, 4th of July. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Um... I guess let's talk about what we've got coming up this week, uh, Kevin. Uh, first topic we're going to have tonight is the value of comedy. Yeah, got to have comedy in this world. The role, the, like, well, I think the need for comedy especially in, in our lives. human lives. But in human yeah. lives, in, like in general, in you got to have comedy. Yeah. Got to be able to laugh. So that one's going to be... We're um, also going to have a visit from our... Farming correspondent Mexico Jones, he's coming back to the program. One of our today. favorites. One of our favorite. Always, always looking to have a good time. Yeah. Oh, and we're gonna discuss one of our favorite television shows, yeah. if not our favorite television show of all time, Seinfeld. And how it equals life. Seinfeld equals life. I'm gonna break that one down for you. And then uh, a little trip report. A little trip report. A good time of buds went camping. We mentioned uh Last episode that we were going to be going camping, and we have come back with tales to tell. Yeah. So we're excited to share that with you guys. Uh, so stick around. We'll see you after the break. Public service announcement from the Good Time and Buds. Good Time and Buds here. Summer is upon us, and it's looking hot, hot, hot. We're here for you with a couple of tips on how to beat the heat. If you're going to be on the sun, make sure you've always got a fresh one. Eric, 27. I teach 8th grade. The school's out, and I'm grabbing a fresh one. Mexico Jones, 32 años. After a long day in the fields, I like to come home, kick up my feet, watch some George Lopez, and grab a fresh one, man. Stan, 45. Sure, I've only got one ball. Well, that's okay. I'm still grabbing a fresh one. So in this summer heat, the good time and buds urge you to grab a fresh one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. First topic, we're talking comedy. comedy and the value of comedy. Comedy um, is one of the truest forms of expression that there is. Yeah. Because, like, to make someone laugh, you have to be funny. You, you, you can't fake funny. No, and, like, in general, when they go up on stage, it's like they're going up there, and people are there going... Make, me, make laugh. me laugh. If there's any harder way to get a laugh than make me laugh, I 
It, it doesn't yeah. exist, I don't think. No. The, the, so it takes the fucking balls. balls that it takes to get on that stage. Balls from people who are mainly like introverts or at least partially introverted. Yeah. Um, like really in their head, generally depressed, anxious, anxious, uh, stressed all out. All the things that would prevent a human from getting on a stage in front of a group of audience. It's what makes them get to up make there. them laugh. I think part of it is because when you've got the kind of like creative mind like that, you. You just can't keep those thoughts to yourself. You're forced. I need to express myself in whatever way well, fits, you know, who you are. Like, I've wanted to do comedy for a while now. Yeah. But, like, the idea of writing a bit seems so hard and so impossible. Yeah. But then you start doing stuff like this. Yeah. And just, like, thinking about it, watching it, like, watching how they do it in a way. And it really becomes, like, pretty easy. Yeah. To just, like, structure a bit. Because a bit doesn't have to be that long. And then you just you just spin it off to something else, and you just like. I think it's a lot harder. Than, oh, harder. it's it's a I lot. It's, it's hard. hard, but it's not a, it's not as hard as I made it out. Like I oh. always thought that I couldn't do it. Yeah. Okay. But like, it's definitely attainable. Like, it's definitely something that can be done. I mean, yeah, it's attainable. Um, but but you have to every be, comedian will tell you they're a moron. You have to be smart in. I think part of it is you have to be born with a certain kind of. You have so, to. With a certain connection in your brain yeah. that makes those weird, subtle um, nuances nuances in life <coughs> relatable or yeah. funny. Like, it just, like, they always say. Or the that, ability to see past the facade value. or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Like, they say that people that are really good at, like, quick comebacks and stuff, they have a sharp, healthy mind. And that makes so much sense because a sharp, healthy mind would just, like, like when you hear something and the first thing you say, like your instinct of what to say is funny. Yeah. That obviously shows a sharp, intelligent mind that you can just that pump can, something back out yeah, based you, on something you did not expect at all. Yeah. You yeah. just say something that everyone thinks is funny, everyone enjoys. And also, like when you do that, when that's your go to response, it also makes it so you don't really have to reveal anything about yourself. Yeah. You just make a joke and turn all the attention somewhere else. Yeah. So it's perfect for getting out of situations. If you keep them laughing, no one's going to hit. Well, yeah. If, if you can keep them laughing, no one's going to hit you. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. No. If only you're laughing, you might get hit. Oh, you you're talk gonna, shit, you yeah, get you're hit. Yeah, you're going to get hit. <laughs> um, but it's fun to watch. Um, it's amazing to watch like really good comics handle hecklers like oh, you wouldn't believe. Doug yeah. Stanhope, Bill Burr, Joe just Rogan. Just shut them down. Yeah. Just... <coughs> Yeah, some some comedians are just like real aggressive <coughs> with it, and others just like fuck with them back. Yeah, but it's so fun to just watch a heckler think that they're gonna fucking stump the comedian. The comedian like, just makes them look like, like shit. What do you What do you think is gonna happen? That's what that guy makes his living doing is shitting on you, idiot. Yeah, you think he hasn't seen worse? Have you uh, seen Jimmy Carr? Oh yeah, uh, Funny Business. Oh yeah, this guy's a king and just like. I feel like if I was a comedian, I, I would have a better show if people tried to heckle me. Because that's what I'm best at doing. It's just like quick comebacks and making fun of people. Yeah. Like basically just a impromptu roast. You're like a crowd crowd work guy. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely have to start definitely, as a crowd work yeah. guy. Just, but see, I also don't want to talk to strangers, so I don't want to talk to anyone in the crowd. See, that's at the all. problem. That's so, the problem. Yeah. No, but like, like clean versus dirty comics. I love both. Yeah. Equally, if they're one of my favorite comedians ever. 
It's Brian, Brian Regan. Regan. And he almost never curses. Or like... The, no, Jim, he never curses. He curses the most like he says dad. is damn. Yeah, or he curses like a dad. <coughs> and it says like ass in a weird spot. Yeah. But And then like Jim Gaffigan, who's a fairly clean comedian. He yeah. curses a little bit more, but he's still very clean. But then I also love like Daniel Tosh, Jim Jeffries, yeah. George Carlin, all those guys. And then George Carlin, who started clean and then just worked his way dark. Yeah, he found... Uh, he found something that worked. He found for drugs, him. first of all. Well, yeah. But there's spots He said the three of things... I was actually reading about George Carlin today. Uh, he said the three things that... The three things that like really helped his mind was... Um, weed, uh, acid, and mescaline. So well, chalk go. that up. We need to check out that mescaline. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, if look, here's the thing. George Carlin's a smart man. I think we can all agree on that. If George Carlin, if George Carlin thinks it's a good idea, yeah. he's been right about everything else I've if ever George seen. If George Carlin endorses it, I'm all for it. Yeah, George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin is the. Again, I've mentioned this before, but George Carlin changed my entire way of thinking when I was a kid. And if it weren't for George Carlin or just comedy like that in general. I'd be a completely different person right now. Um, comedy has become such like a, like it really, you figure out where it's key to the way to observe observe life, you know? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, that was hard to say. Look, like looking at everything through a comedic lens yeah. is, I think, undoubtedly the best way to go through life. Yeah. Because you, you cut through, you get, find the yin and the yang. You never get too high and you never get too low because everything is just a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, like, no low is too low and no high is too high. No. If you can always find time to laugh at yourself and laugh at the situation. And can we all be honest, like, um, well, no, never mind. That's a bad point. Everyone lie, then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Everyone lie. We're entering now the lie portion of the show. <laughs> we're not. Um, but, and I do love Brian Regan, Jim Gaffigan, but there's something about, like, really offensive comedy where it offends you. Um, or it's, you know, meant to, um, antagonize yeah. or piss off. Like I love whatever. Chris Pratt, Yeah. but he's like, I think he's hilarious, but I wish he would do like some darker comedy cause he just seems like he's such a good, wholesome family man. Yeah. And I'm really, cause I'm sure he's, he's hilarious. So I'm sure he could go dark with it, but I just don't see him ever doing it. No. I, no, he's he's dude. He's sitting right in the pocket. Right I now. know, and that sucks. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Because he could have went darker with it, or he could have gone Guardians of the Galaxy, and he went Guardians of the Galaxy. He made the right choice. How are you not gonna be a superhero though? Yeah. Like, no, I said get, he made the right if choice. If you get offered a superhero role in a movie, that's yeah. like a guaranteed gazillion dollars. Yeah. Um, and you're a goddamn fucking superhero. And you're going to be a superhero. Like, That's literally every kid's dream. Yeah. And you get to be as close to it as fucking possible. As anyone as else. Far as, as far as, like, any kid is concerned, you are a superhero. Yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, Chris Pratt's actually a pretty good guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's like, so, he, like, goes he to hospitals. He got to do Jurassic Park. Oh, dude, what a kick-ass movie. What a kick-ass, yeah. I love Jurassic World. Again, That's I love Chris Pratt. I just <coughs> wish he would do something a little darker. But I just see, I don't I see I'm gonna be honest with you I don't feel like he needs to do anything darker I don't think he needs to I don't, I don't even know if I want to see I want to see I my favorite define darker my favorite comedy is dark like my, my favorite humor is dark humor mine too like I want to see him make some cancer jokes like like Deadpool like do something like Deadpool 
Deadpool's dark humor. I and can it's see that. funny as fuck. I can see that. And it, it would be well, you had to make a connection for me. All you were saying was... Yeah, but that's... A, okay, fair enough. That makes sense. But okay, yeah, like, I, can I get want on to see him do that. something like that. All right. Like, I... Not like a Will Ferrell movie, because Will Ferrell's not dark comedy. It's more mature comedy, I guess. He uses a lot of profanity, but it's not mature comedy. If anybody like really good looking did it, it would be it way would different. Be, yeah. It has to be so Will Ferrell. So that's not dark. That's like not that. dark. Like I don't want to see him do like Will Ferrell type stuff. I want to see him do like Deadpool type stuff. Yeah. I can't really think of any other dark comedy movies, but that like, I want to because he doesn't do stand up obviously, so he can't do that. But he was pretty good as Che on the OC. Yeah, or he could do uh, like some maybe some edgier like SNL bits. Yeah, like something edgy. He doesn't. I've never seen him do anything edgy. Well, that's what we like most about comedy, personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we like my, we like the edge. Yeah, so that's my favorite. That's why we gravitate more towards. Yeah. Again, though, it's a hard thing to balance though because he's a movie. I know. Star, I, and we're talking like comedy. But yeah, but but I mean, but comedy look movies at, look at are just as much a part of. Who, it's just comedic storytelling rather than stand-up comedy. It's just comedic storytelling. Who plays Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. That guy's got incredible comedic time. Yeah, and he's incredible done edgy, timing. darker humor movies. Yeah, like he could, or Paul Rudd. Yeah, another good example, like something like that. Yeah, where he's not the good guy. He's not like the happy-go-lucky everybody fucking roots for that guy. Uh, are you talking about in role models? Well, yeah, for Paul Rudd. Because he was not that way in I Love You, Man, which I think is almost better. <coughs> He's so good in I Love he, You, Man. He was kind of, yeah, he was just, I mean, he wasn't standoffish. He just didn't know how to meet people. But what about, like, uh, oh, uh, what's that movie? Good Old Fashioned Orgy or whatever? That's a classic. That's film. a good That's a classic little film. film. Yeah. He's not in that. It's Jason Sudeikis. No, summer, the summer camp with... Wet Hot American Elizabeth Summer? Bank. Yeah, Wet yeah. Hot American Summer. That's yeah. a good movie. I haven't watched that in a while. I need to watch I that I enjoy again. that movie. I don't think I... Uh, I think I was too dumb to get it the first well, time I, I saw didn't, it. When I first watched it, I didn't realize who Paul Rudd was. Really? Like, Well, I mean, like I knew who he was, but I didn't like him as much as I did now. And so I thought that movie was way better the second time I watched it. I didn't realize they were all fucking getting stoned and everything. Because I watched it when I was, like, young. Like, before. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, dude, it's good. It's a good movie. So comedy's a good way to... Well, and new comedians, or, like, comedians today are, like, philosophers. Yeah, that's a sweet, the, that's a sweet segue. There's a sweet segue. They're the ones that see life for what it is. Yeah. And like... Well, we don't have just people like sitting around thinking anymore. Yeah, no. The last ones we had were like Alan Watts, like uh, Ram Dass. He's still living, but like... Well, Stephen a lot Hawking. Of Stephen Hawking. Um, yeah, a lot of... Philo- I mean, we have philosophers, but and they don't... Obviously- but they have to be the smartest guy in the world, currently. Yeah. Like... Um, yeah, so... People don't sit around and think about what things mean anymore. And people that do... They'd rather watch TV. People that do sit around and think, oftentimes, are Medium. smart, intellectual people that have a sense of humor. Well, because they could see... I mean, and I mean, I watch... I still probably watch too much TV, but like... Um, you see through why... Like, you can see that that is what's holding you back. Like, you don't just continue to watch... You, um, I don't, I don't know how to connect you, that. With. Like you don't, 
you find other ways to occupy your time. Yeah. Rather than just fucking turning on TV and watching someone else be funny. You just watch a bunch. You're not watching The Ranch. No. Ooh, watch out, Ranch. You got burned. Yeah, burned. No, The Ranch. Okay, I have. I should say that. I haven't seen any of it. I have a real issue with The Ranch. I haven't seen it's one episode. I can't. It's a real dilemma for me. All right. Because. The like the acting, the acting is not horrible, but the acting and the writing, and the scenery and everything is fucking horrible. Coming from a small town, I know what they're trying to portray. And oh, dude, they it's are, California. And they are, California country, right? They're oh yeah, they're only hitting on like the bulletin board letterhead small town yeah. tarred stuff. Yeah, and so it drives you crazy. But they do a really good job. Of character development. Really? So I, I get attached to the characters, and it makes it... I, I, I just watch... I basically hate watching it. Because okay. it drives me crazy. Plus, it's also got fucking Hyde and Kelso. Yeah. And it's got fucking Sam Elliott. I do like Sam Elliott. So, like, I mean, it's got some... And it's Sam got things that are good about it. It's yeah. just super cheesy and, like, lame. Yeah. Like, obviously, the fucking star quarterback... Left the fucking ranch to go chase his NFL dream thoroughly and comes back to work on the ranch. It's like, obvious, like, God, it's so yeah. cliche and stupid. But it's pretty decent writing, so it's like, it, it gets you hooked. Alright. It's a real problem in my life. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'll commit. But. I haven't watched season three yet, and I probably won't ever watch it. But All right. I would much rather watch It's Always Sunny, because it's dark humor. Yeah. I'd rather watch that again. Or Seinfeld again. Or Seinfeld. Just like, something that's a little... More my cup of tea. It needs to be... I think you just get tired of kind of pedestrian comedy. Yeah. That sounds really hoity-toity. Like it's not supposed yeah. to. Like but like you, you want to see something... Because at a certain point, you get the way that all the joke beats go. You can almost see... Oh, yeah. You can see them coming. You can see them come from a mile away. Oh, yeah. They the way that dark comedy is ex- excels is that, A, they always ramp it up. It always gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And... You never expect what's coming. Typically, you don't see it coming. Yeah. Because you, your brain doesn't initially go there. No. And so, that's, I think, why a lot of people who, like, listen to a lot of comedy gravitate towards dark comedy because there's kind of an ex- uh, an acceptance that you don't really know what you're getting yourself into, but you're, you're, you want to take the and ride. And it makes you think. Yeah. Because, like, because... In to order, make you think, it has to bust something that you maybe previously held in order to be true. To, in order to appreciate dark humor... You have to separate the joke from the topic. Yeah. So your brain, you have to think, like, I know this isn't right, but I also understand that what he said was funny. It's like, he's a comedian. I assume he's telling jokes. Yeah. And even if he's not, that's still pretty funny. Dude, here's the thing. When it comes to those two things, I might have mentioned this before. When it comes to those two things, you can tell who's serious. Like, yeah. Unless you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You can tell. The difference between that guy means it and that person doesn't. Yeah, he's making a joke. It's lighthearted. He's having fun. We paid fun. to come to this comedy show. Like, yeah, fucking I'm get gonna, over I'm yourself. I'm not gonna come here for some for looking to have a bad time. Yeah, I'm gonna laugh at. I'm gonna laugh at anything remotely funny. Yeah, and uh, and that's and so I think because uh, especially in those like comedians who do that kind of stuff. Um, they tend to be the ones who are a little more deep and thoughtful and thoughtful yeah. and at a certain and some of it's not even supposed to be funny like George Carlin had a obviously he was hilarious he's probably my favorite comedian of all time he's right up there and but he would have long real dark spots 
punctuated by tiny jokes. But he had like autoerotic asphyxia for like a like a long bit about like what it would take to kill yourself and what kind of <laughs> writing the suicide note. Yeah. Like uh, if you're a writer, do you start writing a suicide note? Start thinking that it's pretty good. Develop it into a book. Now you've got a book deal, and now you have a reason not to kill yourself. Yeah. Like he just, but like you know, a lot of that will be like long stretches of dark. Yeah. Um, that just, really just like force you to feel it, and then just kind of it opens up your mind to be like, it it makes you consider things that if you were just going through life, you wouldn't really stop to consider. Yeah. Like when Daniel Tosh says. If you've ever said you cannot joke about blank, <clears throat> we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. Like everything, it, you can joke about everything, anything and everything, as long as you're, as long as you're trying to make a joke. Yeah. Like, it, nothing's off limits. Nothing's it's off funny. limits if you're trying to make a joke. If trying to funny, make a joke implies, laugh. implies that it's not real. Yeah. I mean, because, well, I mean, it sort of does. There are such things as bad jokes where it's just you did a shitty job and that is not a joke. Yeah, and now it's and now you're a piece racist. Of shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, but if but if it's a good joke, there's no reason to get mad at it. No, no reason. Why would you choose to be upset when you could choose to laugh and be happy? Yeah, like, like oh, I'm just gonna be, I'm just sitting here and be mad about this. Yeah, like, fuck like yourself. He's fucking joking and it's funny. Choose to laugh. Yeah. Why? Why? That should spill over into everything. Yeah. I mean, frankly, it's like, you can look at this two ways. Yeah. Like, be mad or laugh. Why not look, why not go why not the laugh route? Why not have a better time when you can? Yeah. Why not just choose to laugh? Your outlook on life will improve tenfold if yeah. you just choose to laugh. Yeah. Because if you're looking at it on the dark side, if you're, if you're critical of that, you're just critical, you're a critical person. Yeah. Like, you're probably too critical on yourself. You're probably too critical on just everything in your life. Work, Loosen family, up a little friends. bit. Like, fucking yeah. let your shoulders, let your hair down. Let your hair down. Like, fucking Kick your get a giggle off. going. Yeah, get a giggle like, going. Uh, so, and George Carlin said that, like, uh, at the point of laughter is where you can insert new ideas. When someone laughs, that is, I, I feel like laughter is the purest emotion that humans have. Because you can't, you can't fake laughter. Like you can fake it, but everyone fucking knows when yeah. you're faking. Well, I mean, laughing and crying. That's pretty much. Yeah, cry, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Those are the like laughing involuntary. Laughing and crying are just you can't help but do those two things. Yeah, like blind people that have been blind their whole life smile when something's funny. Like yeah. it's just it's such a natural thing. Yeah. Same with crying. It's not. That's not socially. You don't. It's not taught. Yeah. It's not socially taught. If something is funny to you, like when you're a little kid and someone gets hurt, you laugh. Yeah. No one teaches you to laugh when someone gets hurt. But that's funny to you, so you laugh. Yeah. I, uh... You gotta go for the joke. Yeah. If the joke's sitting oh, there, yeah. you gotta go for the joke. Oh, it got And it gets trouble. us in trouble from in time to time a lot. all the time. Because if the joke is there and yeah. I'm laughing in my head, it's coming out. Yeah. I usually don't even have time to think, should I say this? Okay, that's why I laugh at my own jokes. You guys always give me shit for laughing at my own jokes. It's because I don't see them coming. I yeah. just respond. <laughs> that is completely <laughs> instinctual. Yeah. And when I hear it, it's like not... It's almost it, like you're it, hearing it, it for I, the first time. It's like I'm time. hearing it for the first yeah, time, and I, so I laugh. And I often that, I'm laughing alone, but I'm still laughing. I do that all the time. Laugh at just like, 
Because, like, you don't think about You surprise it. yourself. You don't think about what you're going to say next. Someone says something, you respond, and then you think about it, and you go, oh, that was funny. Well, there's just no way to know all that's locked within your brain. No. And, and just sometimes God smiles on you and shoots you <laughs> one of your sweet lines from back in the day. You nail, or, you know, just something yeah. you put together, some string of words. Yeah. You just, you're surprised yourself. Yeah. That's a good feeling. Yeah, it yeah, is a good happens. feeling. Again, I often laugh alone, but uh, I'm still laughing, so... Laughing alone is better than not laughing. Yeah. So, um, but anyways... uh, Comedy is a vital... Yeah. The best medicine is laughter. Yeah, or penicillin. Well, if... If fucking... They do have ha-has for tatas. What's that? I'm pretty sure it's comedy for breast cancer. Oh, comedy for breast cancer? You're telling me if Shakespeare went in the laugh a little more, you don't think he could have pulled through? Dude, I'm pretty sure Shakespeare like wrote a bunch of funny plays. Yeah, but I never read any of them. Yeah, fuck no. They're not good because no. he's a horrible comedian. He's yeah. a drum. He's a dramatis, dr- dramaticist. He's a real drama trip, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. He's a real drama trip. Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he didn't. If he would have laughed, he would have been fine. But the thing that I think is cool is. Um, like, nobody really wants to sit down and listen to a philosopher. Like, if I'm going to listen to... we What are you talking about? We read them. I just mean, like, the general public. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Not that many people sit yeah. down yeah. to yeah. listen okay. to that or read yeah. that or anything. Yeah, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But Netflix and, you know, HBO and everybody's pumping out all this comedy front and center Netflix stage. Netflix is my fucking ne- hero. Netflix is my for hero. For how much yeah. comedy they're putting They're out. They're bringing... So many new ideas that the public's never even had access Chris to. Chris D'Elia has a new special today. I don't like the guy, but I'm probably going to watch it. Because I've watched pretty much every other special that's on there, and I'm out of fucking specials to watch. Dude, I think he's grown up a couple years. I think he... Oh, I doubt it. It makes it, it... The little synopsis that I read for the thing makes it sound like... Although he was in working deals, so... Yeah. That could have just boosted his... Comedy writing abilities. Yeah, I I wasn't a huge fan of Incorrigible, but that's just me. What's Incorrigible? His first his, one? His last Netflix yeah, no, special. Yeah, no, sucked. This new, this new one could be good. He wasn't that good on the roast either, but he <coughs> got roasted pretty hard, and that was funny. Because he was on the Justin Bieber roast. Yeah. Because he's Justin Bieber's favorite comedian, which tells Not you a good sign. everything you need to know about that sign. fucking guy. Justin Bieber doesn't strike me as a deep thinker. No, but again, we don't listen to Justin Bieber. Because he's not a deep thinker. You don't know that. Uh Valid point. I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume as well, but... Uh, <laughs> in fact, I would probably put money on it in Vegas. Yeah. Like, no. I got busted egging houses at, like, 19 or 20. Like, that's not a deep thinker. Kevin, huh? I was in a frat doing very similar, if not dumber shit. Yeah, you were like, a frat, though. That's awesome. No, but I'm saying at that age and later. Well, so, and, and he... And I consider myself age. at least a semi-decent... You know, he was at anger. that age and fucking rich too. Imagine. Yeah, dude, dude, we're demanding way too much. If you were 18, 17, I would still 16, be a decent 15, human being. I would still be a decent human being. You'd like to hope so. What do you mean, dude? You do not know. None of us know what it's like to get immediate fame, adulation, where everybody tells you the greatest thing ever. Teenage girls are crying over you. You have no way to know what effect that has on somebody at 15. There's no way to say that you wouldn't have done the same. I guarantee I would have done the same. 
So I give them a little slack. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you're not a dip. You can look at other 15-year-old people that have had success and not been a fuckhead and gone, okay. Not that kind of success. What do you mean? Yeah, you can. Justin Timberlake. Dude. Any of the boy bands. How many of them were fuckheads? Not that many. They weren't 15, though. They weren't much older, dude. They weren't 15. I don't care. I don't care. Dude, I'm... Yeah, maybe he had a little worse going for him. But there are so many things that happen outside the actual music itself I that can cause things. I understand that. that but at, 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 it doesn't the Backstreet matter. Boys at, had each other. It doesn't matter. At some point, it comes down to you making the choices that you made. And therefore, he's a fuckhead. I get that. But there are things that happen at pivotal points in your life that are... Obviously. And so, as much as it is his fault, it is also not. Or no, not as much as it is his fault, it's not... As much as it's his fault, I think we a lot of us would at least do something similar. Uh, I would agree with that, but it's still your fault. Yeah, I'm not denying that. So he's still a fuckhead. He's done stupid things. It doesn't make him a fuckhead. Like I'm defending Justin Bieber for too much for too fucking. But hard. I I but that's because I think so. Your is Miley Cyrus faulty. is Miley Cyrus not a fuckhead? She I heard she's coming around, and I I she was having fun. Who gives a shit? God, you still have to be a decent member of society. Was she being a bad member of society? I don't think... Dude, I don't remember at all what she did. She I, was fucking twerking and stripping on stage. Fucking... She was a... What are you... She's having fun being a woman. She's a teenage girl role model. Dude, no. Okay, I get that she is, and here's the problem. Is, on one side, nobody asked her to be. But on the other you, side, she still is. You don't get to milk that cow for all the money and not assume the responsibilities. Dude, you she grew up from get, really young, though, with her dad as Billy Ray, king of the mullets. What Have you seen Billy Ray recently? You don't Currently, he's going get, by Cyrus. You don't I'm pretty sure. get... Yeah, he's going just by Cyrus. And he's got three remakes of Aching Brady Hart. That guy out. is simultaneously awesome and psycho. And that was her dad. It and doesn't so, matter. Dude... I just think, I think, yeah, it still would make you a shitty person when you do shitty things. It still makes you a shitty yeah. person. But I'm saying, I give, I would give those people, my, my whole argument is that I would just give those people more slack because I can't even imagine what that kind of pressure is. I give them no slack. All right. I, none. I give them slack because I do that. There's just, you don't even know what the world is when you're a kid. I still don't. I'm about to turn 25. Yeah, but you don't have to know what the world is to not be a piece of shit. A lot of people Kevin, have done it. Yeah, I know. A lot of people have they done They have, it. but here's the problem. For some people, they don't realize that they're being a piece of shit, and that's not their fault. That's what's based on their upbringing. Dude, there's some people that are, have been like so rich for so long. They're completely oblivious when they're talking down to people, when they're doing this. That's just like their programming. I That's not a conscious that, decision. But that person, in my opinion, is a piece of shit. Fair, fair. So that doesn't make them at their core a piece of shit, though. You are your actions speak louder than your words. That will always be true to me. No, I'm not saying that's not what true. What you do is who you are. I'm not saying that's not true. What you do is part of who you are. I do a lot of bad things. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Yeah, but you don't. But, like, doing your bad things aren't that bad. There's no, it's not a very, it's well, not a yes, level of is. degrees. Yes, there is. Well, Killing, there is a, yes, there is. 
Okay, when I was saying level of degrees, I was meaning within, like, the <laughs> minor sins. Yeah. Not necessarily killing people. But, like, dude, I just feel like if you have all that... If you're going to use your image and your message to get the fame and the money, then you also have to deal mm-hmm. with when people... When you fuck up, people are going to criticize you and people are going to call you a shithead. Which is fine. You they They're supposed to. That's what... That's what lets these people know that what they're doing is wrong. So, but if they, but if from day one that they were born, everything they did was right, they're going to continue to think that. And it is kind of the public and media's job to tell them that they're doing it wrong if they're actually doing something wrong. But it doesn't necessarily make it... They could just as well have been um, a better person had they been raised differently, so exposed to different so things. So you're telling me you're only a piece of shit if you know that you could do better? and you. I think you're a piece of shit only if you're aware that you're being a piece of shit. Or not aware, but like... Uh, you're a piece of shit if... I don't know how to define it, but I think... Um, like if you could easily not do something and you do it anyways? Yeah. Like you basically consciously. I mean, you're still a piece of shit if you do something that is subconscious, but you're still acting like a piece. That I mean, that sucks and that is a shitty thing to do. But the problem is when you're not aware that that's a shitty thing to do, you can't register that under making them a bad person. But you you can from other people's perspective, but them at at the core, that doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. What does it make them? They're just a person. <laughs> that's oh, that's. Such a cop out. That's so. You, you always mean? accuse me of a cop out. That's my answer. It's not a cop out. So you're, you, that's you're a shitty person based on be the a person being the average. If you do worse things than a person, you're a shitty person. You're below the average. What is a person? That is, that's a cop out. No, okay. that means nothing. That's what you just called him a person. I'm saying a person in the whole sense of every person is perfect in their own way like people as they people as they are are perfect I get it their actions make it not so yeah, but, but I think we have to separate subconscious like versus conscious like thought and decisions you, this is like when I told you Donald Trump was a piece of shit and an idiot and you told me he's a great businessman so he can't be an idiot like he's still a fucking idiot. Okay, I want to point out that I said that a long time ago, way before. I said that way before the election. Well, yeah, way before like, you knew anything. But yeah. I was still the one telling you. Yeah. Like, well, once you learn something, once you learn about Bieber, he left his monkey in a German zoo. What? He bought a monkey, took it to Germany. They wouldn't let him have it, so he just left it in a zoo there. There's nothing necessarily wrong though about maybe getting a monkey back with monkeys, unless it wasn't gonna like work out. What if he was at the zoo and the monkeys? He noticed the monkeys got along. He wasn't at the zoo. He was at the airport, and they were like, "You can't take." How do you know he didn't go to the zoo? It was on the roast, dude. Dude, you don't know anything about monkeys, zoos, or Germany. In Germany, dude, no. (laughs) Could you imagine if you like bought a monkey, attached yourself to that monkey? And then, like, went to Germany, and they're like, you have to give us that monkey. Would you just give up that monkey? I wouldn't. Yeah, because you're not a piece of shit. Look, <laughs> I think we're both right. <laughs> Probably. And I think we're both wrong. I think this is one of those weird... This is one of those... It's, the, it's a problem, because few, they're, they're both good points. This is one of those... These are those few core differences that we have. There's only a couple of them. Yeah. This is one of them. And, I mean, in the mood I'm in, I feel this way. 
tomorrow, <laughs> I could be like, every human who acts like that is a big pile of shit. Like I Justin can, Bieber, like, and I could again, second I want to point out I'm not necessarily a fan. Just well, like, not of his music. No. We're obviously not fans of his music. Yeah. I don't give a shit about the kid or the guy. I guess he's the same age as me. I don't give a shit about the guy. No. I, do, I hate his tattoos. Yeah, they're dumb. They're little kid, like, decisions. Like, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I think that tattoo age should be, like, 30. So that you figured, yeah, okay, 25. So you figured something out. Your insurance goes down and you can <laughs> yeah, get a tattoo. Yeah. Although, I like, yeah, uh, I there's, I, there's nothing wrong with physical reminders starting at 18. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm like, I, you don't have to get one, so do whatever the fuck you want. I don't yeah, care. I, yeah. But I, I just, yeah, see come so, on, you fucking Democrat. I see so many stupid. Gotta be a libertarian. Let so everybody know that they can do what the fuck they, <laughs> they want. Do whatever the fuck you want. I see so many stupid tattoos are just like, oh, I feel bad for you. That's how you fucking learn. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm so glad I didn't get one. Like, that's, like, I've never had any desire to get a tattoo, but I could definitely have seen myself just getting a stupid fucking tattoo. Dude, I had a lot of ideas, but I was smart enough to go, yeah. I feel like I'll probably regret like, it. Like, in college, I definitely yeah. could have seen myself getting a stupid fucking tattoo. Yeah. Uh, you folks may remember uh, Russell's. Tattoo. tattoo adventure. Jonathan the parrot. See, now I love that tattoo. Kevin, I love that tattoo more than anybody <laughs> on this planet. But it's not on me. Yeah. So I'm curious to know how Russ feels about that Truly? Tattoo. Yeah. Dude, I guarantee. Dude, that's a keeper. Yeah. I bet he, he regretted it. He got a second tattoo. I bet so. he regretted it until he got another tattoo. And now yeah. I bet he's just like, whatever, dude. This fucking... Russ is the kind of guy, though, who will really enjoy... He wouldn't have got it. If he'll he enjoy being able to tell those stories oh, like, yeah. when he's older, like, check out this tattoo. That he was me and my buddy He wouldn't have got it if he didn't want it. Yeah. That Russ wouldn't have got it if no. he didn't want it. So, And the fact that the guy made it badass. I love that goddamn tattoo. Yeah. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And, um... So that's comedy. It, it just had us laughing all the way to the bank. Speaking of comedy... <laughs> um, anyways... Comedies are the comedians are the new philosophers. Comedy oh, is the here's the last point I wanted to make. When you brought up uh, Crystalia, which dovetailed into Justin Bieber, which took a long time. <laughs> it was a long time down that road. Uh, <laughs> worth it. I think we got into a pretty serious argument. Yeah, fucking. Um, the nice thing about Netflix having all that stuff so readily available to the public, and they it seems like they push it. Oh, of course. We're going based on they're looking at what we watch and then gearing it towards us. But I feel like they still push it pretty hard. Yeah. Like, they always have all the new stuff, like, up on those, like, main banners. The point is, it exposes all the Netflix-watching people, which is way more than people who would just watch. Yeah. And, like, people are, like, comedy's starting to get kind of a buzz around it. All the uh, podcasts around have just created this general air of everybody's... It's a golden age of comedy right now. Like, everybody's creating amazing content. And so... You're going to get a bunch of American, or you're going to get everybody around the world tuning into these really brilliant ideas. Uh, and most comedians are for, you know, we need to come together. Yeah, they're comedians, comedians are never are very progressive. Yeah, comedians. Weirdly. You have to be. Yeah. Because to be conservative means that you, you don't laugh. like new ideas. Basically, you don't laugh. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, don't, you laugh. don't have fun. Well, we have fun. We go down to the lake and we listen to fucking. Classic rock, classic, uh, classic rock, classical music, like classical okay. blues. Jeez. No, class, classical blues? Classical blues, blues music is for the people. 
Yeah. Blues music is no blues music is not Republican. Not classical blues. Classical like uh, fucking trumpets and horns and fucking. You're just talking about white people. Hoity-toity shit. You're just talking about white people. Oh, Republicans. Yeah, it's like hoity-toity fucking... Yeah. So, but the point is, all comedians, you know, most comedians lean a certain way. Um, I mean, unless you're the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Not all of them. Ron, whatever. Uh, We're not going down that road. (laughs) I do. Well, that's an interesting... You know what? We'll we'll get back to that. I got to make this point over here. (laughs) Um, The fact is, they get it out to all these people who wouldn't be watching it normally, which will open every... Because, again... They're, everyone's funny. If you're on Netflix, for the most part, you're a funny person. Yeah. And uh, so people tune into that. They're laughing, and then they introduce a new idea, uh, theoretically progressive idea, and they go, God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. And so I really like that aspect of what Netflix is doing because uh, it gives me hope. It gives me just as hope as for the future as I, I think about how much we're also fucked. So, yeah, I know. Is, there's a little Yellowstone's gonna blow any day now. Any day now. Um, what were you gonna say about, ladies and gentlemen? Yellowstone could blow any <laughs> day now and basically take out all of North America. So, yeah. true on that one. Yeah. No, but Ron, write a bit of comedy about that. That's the that's the secret to comedy is finding something like that and then Ron White joking about it. As I got older, became more and more my favorite. Ron White's the king. Of fucking that. love Ron because White. Because the other guys, you just start to say, like, yeah, this is a fucking idiot telling yeah. stupid jokes. Uh, fucking idiot telling stupid jokes. Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy is pretty funny. I do like Jeff Foxworthy. He's secretly, he's, yeah. Um, and Larry the Cable Guy had some, like, sneaky Slap good stick. bits. Yeah. Sneaky good yeah. bits. Like, I don't like that. They weren't, none of them were very clever, no. but like, I, they made me laugh. Yeah, you, you, he'll you make you laugh. He'll you make can't you argue laugh with that. You can't argue with laughter. But, what is uh, comedy if not something to make you like laugh? Like, Bill Engvall was alright. If it makes you laugh, it's comedy. Yeah. So, Bill Engvall started as my favorite. Me slowly too. Slowly worked his way to the bottom. the bottom. And I don't know why. He's not that, he's not as funny as Jeff Foxworthy. No. Larry the Cable Guy. Ron White's the best, though. Larry the Cable Guy doesn't really, like, build his laughs at all. No. But when he hits he's one. He's all quick fire. When he hits one, it, it, he'll make you laugh hard as yeah. fuck. Yeah. Like, just on a quick one. Yeah. Billy Ball's just, like, not that funny. No. Ron White's the best. Respected now. by all comedians. Like, yeah. all comedians fucking swear. Just smoking swear. and drinking on the stage. That guy's awesome. Yeah. I love Ron White. And so, um... Yeah, there's just different. There's different kinds of comedy for everybody. There's blue collar comedy. There's alt comedy. There's fucking dark comedy. There's fucking clean comedy, comedy. There's slapstick comedy, comedy. There's vaudeville. There's fucking sketch comedy. There's improv comedy. There's so many kinds of comedy that like it's a it comedy can be anything is basically what it means. Yeah, comedy is anything that can stir you to laughter. Yeah, and I think it's a beautiful thing to take any sort of thing that is not so good and figure out a way to make people laugh from make, it if that's not the secret to life I don't know what, I it, don't is. Know what it is what it is so um, there it is there it is we'll see you after the break public service announcement from the good time and buds good time and buds here with summertime lawn maintenance with today's top dads Randy, 41. I own two John Deere zero-turn mowers, and I call my son Slugger. I keep my yard maintained by always grabbing a fresh one. Darren, 53, and I like berating my son and his friends for drinking too much. But not before I grabbed a fresh one. Fred, 
75, and I've been married over 30 times. Some call me crazy, but every so often, I felt like grabbing a fresh one. We hope these tips will help keep your lawn clean and green this summer. And as always, make sure you grab a fresh one. Mexico Jones, I got a Mexico Jones. I got a Mexico Jones, oh baby, ay ay Mexico Jones, I got a Mexico Jones. I got a Mexico Jones, oh baby, ay Ladies and gentlemen, joining us again, we have our farming correspondent, Mexico Jones. Mexico Jones, welcome to the show. Hola, amigo. Thanks for having me back, man. Absolutely. Como esta? Oh, bien, bien. Y tú? Bien. Oh, bien. So, uh, it's uh, almost July, and uh, which obviously a lot of people are already in the middle of farming season, but I think this is where it really really starts to heat up for everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. How's it looking uh, for you guys out there in the field? Oh, it's getting busy, getting busy. Yeah. Mucho hot, mucho trabajo, mucho dinero, no mucho cerveza. Yeah, well, when you're working those hours, I mean, I assume oh. uh, you don't have time to really go out and spend it, so it stacks up and you uh, you buy sort of oh, when you can. Sí, sí, mucho dinero, though. What's your... Uh, no did I already, oh, I already asked you this, I think, the last time we had you on, about... Uh, your favorite cerveza? Oh, si, sí. my favorite cerveza. Mucho cerveza. Budweiser, Corona, Tacate, Pacifico, uh, Coors Light, you know, pretty yeah. good. Pretty standard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those are the ones that I would pick uh, myself. Uh, which one are you going to be drinking on the 4th of July? We have that coming up. Oh, Corona. Yeah? In the summer, Corona con limon. Wouldn't, we, wouldn't you say that... Uh, Budweiser might be more apt for... Uh, Budweiser is too heavy. Give you too drunk. I thought you just said you like drinking Budweiser. Oh, see, si, but uh, that's heavy. Not, not for 4th of July. Not for 4th of July. It's too you heavy. You want some kind of light... I like to remember. Ah. Stay, up late, stay up later, you know. Fair enough, Mexico Jones. See. Si. That, that makes complete sense. And si. uh, I'm on your side now. Yeah, maybe. We're drinking Corona. You, you're coming to the rodeo. Uh, I, th or I heard oh, you. Oh, see. Si. you riding Fiesta. it? No, no, no. no. Maybe the clown, but no. <laughs> no, those bulls, they kill me. They're big. <laughs> Yeah, not, no. not made for Mexico. Not for me, huh? no, no, no. Um, well, uh, how many, uh, speaking of farming, no, I, I know we were speaking of farming, of see? course. Um, just so the audience really understands, um, farming is really a really hard job. And see, see. it is reliant on the people who are willing to do the work uh, see, that the makes Mexicans? those farms run. The Mexicans? And, yeah, I mean, let's see? be honest. Yeah. yeah, completely. And so... Um, I, they're obviously not give, given enough credit, especially the hours you guys work and in the heat you work. I oh. mean, it's just, it's impressive. How many sí. hours did you work last week? Uh, 94.3. You worked over 90 hours last week? Oh, no, no. I worked over 100 hours last week. That's just my favorite radio station when I'm on that farm. <laughs> you ever listen to the Good Time and Buds when you work? Oh, no, no. I think you guys smoke too much malta. <laughs> Yeah. So why'd you come on the show? Oh, to promote my daughter's quinceanera next month, man. You the good <laughs> wait, time and buzz are invited. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay. You're throwing quinceanera for your daughter, even though you and your family are full-blown white? Oh, see, see. I like to adopt the whole culture, man. Everything. Quinceanera, <laughs> everything. Mexico Jones, 
It's always a pleasure. Oh, always, every time. Let's hear from Mexico Jones, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Mucho barrando de the Public service announcement from the Good Time and Buds. Good Time and Buds here with some tips on enjoying the great outdoors from some of the today's top campers. Jerry, 56, local tennis instructor. You may recognize me from 15 Love. Now that the court case is settled, I'm back online looking to grab a fresh one. Will, 19, if you're going to be the Prince of Bel Air, make sure you're a fresh one. Jake, 25, I was looking for a perspective change, so I dropped acid and grabbed a fresh one. So there's some summer tips from the Good Time and Buds. Make sure you get yourself a fresh one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're now going to discuss something that's pretty influential influential in our comedy style. Yeah. The likings. Huge. Of Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld equals... Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David are the kings of, of just understanding what every day looks like. Dude, people, and the little comedies within every day. Like when I was younger, I remember my dad telling me that like Jerry Seinfeld would have been the king of comedy if he didn't... Um, Decided to do Seinfeld. Yeah. And when I was younger, I didn't really understand how funny Seinfeld was. But then when, I, when you watch it when you're older, and you understand how funny it is, you're like, Jerry Seinfeld is the king of comedy yeah. because he decided to do Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, Seinfeld makes you laugh out loud so fucking hard. It does. It is so funny. I remember watching it, like, when I was a kid, like, when it was on actual TV in, like, the early 90s, early to mid-90s. Yeah. Uh... I remember my dad always had it because we only had like three channels, four channels, and I think that one was on channel twelve. And I just always remember seeing my my only real snapshot I have of it is just Jerry standing in front of the brick wall. That is such like a yeah, such a comforting. I, I love that. I love that memory. I, Seinfeld is it's like the one thing besides farming that my dad and I could talk about. Yeah, like Seinfeld. we talk about nothing other than farming, hunting, fishing, and Seinfeld. Yeah. Like Seinfeld brings families together. Seinfeld brings since families 1995. together. Yeah. It's nineteen ninety five. Yeah. It's nineteen ninety since nineteen eighty nine. Well that's when it started, but not for us. Well, that's true. But uh it's just so fucking like perfectly done to a T. Yeah. They don't miss anything. No. Like Jerry it obviously plays on Jerry's observational humor, but like you can tell that there's like those guys analyze Every scenario. Yeah. And they pinpoint every fucking joke. Well, the thing is, Larry David always says that he was the inspiration for George. <coughs> and so, yeah. basically, you have Jerry and George writing the show, the show, which, again, they did on the show. Yeah. Where Jerry gets offered a TV, a TV deal, deal, and then he actually writes it with George. Yeah. Obviously, it goes different. Obviously. Uh, but, uh, but it's a show about nothing. But it's a show about nothing, and... Like, literally, they pitched their idea. I just feel like that's exactly how the original conversation went down. Like, yeah. not exactly. I said exactly, but I mean, basically. Yeah. That was the essence yeah. of the conversation was it's a show about nothing. But it's but by being about nothing. They can make it about everything. Yeah. Without, like, because not, if all of this is nothing, that means all of this is everything. 
Yeah. So and there you so go. So they just went with like a, your run of the mill everyday life of some New Yorkers. Yeah. Weird, funny, fucking sub distinct personalities. Like there was oh. no overlap. There was everybody you knew who the character was fully by the end of they the They never seasons. broke character. No. None of them ever like they never wrote a weird episode or anything where any of them broke character. They all played the same character like they never it didn't it doesn't seem like it took them a while to find their character. It yeah. seemed like they all just no, they perfectly knew. fit exactly where they belong. From day one, they had like a sign on set that said no hugging, no, no learning. learning. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yeah. Like Seinfeld was so ahead of its time. Perfect. Yeah. For for you and me. Like that is perfectly our style of comedy. I just You just find humor in nothing. And that way your whole life is funny. Yeah. And then your whole life is happy. I find I find myself doing like Jerry Seinfeld like isms. Oh. Like when something happens, it's like, ah, that's a shame. Yeah. Like nah, alright. Yeah. He's just who is this? Cool and collect all the time. Yeah, just like kind of annoyed by everybody, but he's there. Yeah, George is fuck. George is George is the greatest <laughs> TV character of all time. I'm putting that out there, right? The greatest. I I tried for a while to think of a better one. Yeah. And the closest I got was Dennis. Close, yeah. And it's really not even. This is close. of course Dennis Reynolds Dennis from Reynolds It's from Always Sunny. It's Always Sunny. And honestly, to me, it's not even close. Like, I posed that question, and I went home, and throughout the week I watched It's Always Sunny, and I watched um, Seinfeld. George is so perfectly George. Yeah. It's not even funny. He's petty about... George is so perfectly us. George is so perfectly everyone. That's what I mean. When I say us, I mean the world. He's so petty and, like, like just in his own head. Yeah, just paranoid. Makes everything jealous, way harder on himself. Petty, um, ve- uh, vain, vain um, a liar. Yeah. Greedy. Anything to get ahead, like anything yeah. to help himself. <laughs> yeah, disregarding of other people while feigning <laughs> interest or you know. Yeah. Feigning an interest in in anyone else. Yeah. Anything else going on other than George. And. Just, it, I don't know how exactly to put it. There's something else to it as well, though. He's just, I don't know. He's the most perfectly written character because, I mean, I, like, one, okay, <laughs> let's just break down a couple of the things that they, that George did. That George did. Like, bought the big salad. Made sure to tell them. No, didn't make sure <laughs> when she, when his girlfriend gave it to Elaine. Yeah. She took credit for it. So it was over with. Like, it already happened. George And on the way back, George is going, you know, I bought the salad. I bought the big salad. But, uh, you know, you said you bought the big salad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, is that not all of us? Like, when, like, just something little, but we want some credit. Or when... We do something nice or so we want some credit. he bangs his, uh... <coughs> he bangs his intern lady, his receptionist. And then says, like, screams out, I'll give you, you're getting, I'll get, you're getting a raise. And so then he goes this time, you're like, says that she's like dying and her family's like doing all this shit. And so Steinberg gives her a $25,000 raise and she's making more than George. Yeah. And then George starts freaking out about it. Yeah, he like completely loses any 
uh, dominance based Wait, on the fact that he got her a raise <laughs> exactly. more than he has. Which would happen, like, if your subordinate, as he calls her, is making more than you, like, you're gonna be upset. <coughs> but he just feels like in that moment he loses all power. Yeah. Like. Um, the other one that just, <coughs> this is everybody when they, like, turn back on, like, a decision that they really thought they made, is, like, when, uh, George breaks up with Susan, right? Then, like, an episode later, a couple episodes later, he's just, like, crying, my darling Susan! <laughs> he's singing, uh, he, like, starts singing to himself. Uh, anyways, all about Susan, and he's telling her, like, she was so beautiful, and how could I ever let her go? And, you know, he's just losing his mind, and so he makes, he's determined to get her back. <coughs> so he gets to her apartment, knocks on her door, he goes, will you marry me? And then, like, he calls everybody, says he's getting married, and then once all the celebration is over, he's trudging up his stairs. You hear his thoughts. They, like, do his thoughts. And he's going, what have I done? This is the biggest... I hate this woman. This is the biggest <laughs> mistake I've ever made. What am I doing? And it's like, you know... Yeah. <laughs> isn't that our way to, like, think that that's exactly what we want? Then we go back and go, what the fuck? Yeah. And then as soon as, like, he starts playing on the wedding, he's trying to push it back. And then, like, she dies... And he's just, like, okay with it. And, like, how long do I have to wait until I can be George again? That's the it's greatest. three months. Three <laughs> summer months, Jerry. That is the that is probably the greatest encapsulation of... Of George. Oh, yeah. Like, and his fiance well, dies. I guess so. And he's like, how long do I have to wait until I can go back to being George? Yeah. Well, and then not only that, his friends, George, or uh, Jerry, Elaine, and Kramer, who we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. But Jerry, Elaine, and Kramer... Uh, also don't care. They just go, uh, so you guys want to go grab a cup of coffee? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's because, and it, she died because he's so cheap. He bought the cheapest bought envelopes. The cheapest envelopes with the adhesive that turned out to be poison. <laughs> Kills her. And then he gets set up for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen Seinfeld, what are you even what are you doing? doing? What are you doing? He just... Oh, man. Yeah. And now every every episode, the subplot ties back in somehow. Yeah. Like, the, the, the one that I always think of is the TV Guide. Oh, the TV Guide. Where, I always think of the golf ball one, but you go first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yours might be better, but he someone takes the TV Guide from <coughs> Jared, from George's dad's house. Yeah. And he collects. He collects them for some reason. Elaine takes are insane. Doesn't Elaine take it on the bus? Yeah, because she. Because yeah. she just wants to do the crossword or something. I see you reading the guide. Yeah. The fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So she takes it, and then he is freaking out because he can't find it. But then somehow at the end, the TV guide gets brought back somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I always remember it because I can't remember how it ties back, but I always remember every time I watch it, it. Tricks me again, and I'm like, God, you sandbagging son of a bitch. Sandbagging son of a bitch. You got me again on, like, the tenth time watching this episode. Yeah. It's it's impressive how, like, basically, from day one, they just, like, they just had brilliant writers. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. What's the golf ball, the golf ball one where Kramer hits it? The <laughs> so golf they're all going to the beach. Um, the beginning of the episode, George had, like, seen... Um, Animal Planet, he and he goes, "I want to be a marine biologist." He lies to the girl. Tells her <laughs> yeah, he tells her. No, 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 no. Jerry tells her because he's like, "We were just talking about it," and he goes, "I told you you're a marine biologist," and he goes, "You know, I always wanted to lie about being an architect, Jerry." <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like, 
Or, you know, I always wanted to lie about being an architect. And uh, so, but then he goes, well, you know, he still wants to go out with her. So um, when they're at the beach, after Kramer had asked everybody to go hit, spoiler alert, go hit golf balls into the ocean. Yeah. Um, they find a beached whale and somebody yells out, is anybody here a marine biologist? <laughs> And so George has to go up there because George got some of the pickle he And then just has that epic speech at the end where he's like, and suddenly I was on top of the great beast. I swear she was ten stories if she was a foot. <laughs> no, yeah. And then he like, talking about he reaches his hand down the bowl. The, the sea was angry that day, my friends. <laughs> reaches his hands down the bowl. Yeah. Pulls out. Pulls the a golf ball. And then that episode ends with Kramer going, was that a Titleist? <laughs> Yeah, that's just yeah, a, that's, that's awesome. Fucking it's fucking awesome. It's fucking brilliant. <coughs> oh god, Seinfeld <coughs> is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah, Seinfeld and Sturgill. It's now out on Hulu. Yeah, so like you can watch it. I know you own all the DVDs, but yeah. I don't. That was a clutch purchase. I just decided to make that after Barry's one. <coughs> so yeah, the whole thing. No, it's worth having. It's it's glorious. Yeah. And it's got the Puerto Rican Day parade The one. Puerto Rican Day, the one that was only Get, shown on TV once. Yeah, because they burned a Puerto Rican flag. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. <coughs> so, uh... Oh, and then, dude, the ultimate... The ultimate tie-back tie of all, literally the last two episodes are them... Breaking the Good Samaritan law. Yeah. Fucking obviously, because yeah. they're pieces of shit. They're all secretly pieces of shit. Yeah. But they're they're like good people, I guess. Or were they brought up a certain way? No, not? no. They're <laughs> no, not I, pieces yeah. of shit. No, they're pieces of shit, but they're also kind of good people because they kind of want to be courteous. They're just bad at it. They're in. They're in. They want to be functioning members of society, so they yeah. behave as such. But, but like secretly, they secretly just talk they want to be pieces They're of petty. shit. They want to be pieces of shit, but they can't. Kramer's not. To we didn't do. even talk about Kramer yet. Yeah. We gotta, okay. Ladies I'm, and gentlemen, I'm, we haven't even talked about Kramer yet. But the last two episodes, they literally just bring back everyone that they fucked over. Yeah. Like berate them in front of the country because Jackie <laughs> Childs is there. Fucking like Jackie Childs. It's egregious, outrageous. And then they're sitting in the jail cell, and Jerry, they start, they end the exact, with the exact same line that they started it with, with the misplaced button. They literally just go all the way back to the beginning with it. It's out there, it's out there in no man's land. Yeah, it's too high. You button up, you choke, you unbutton, you showing all this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that was brilliant. And so now let's jump to Kramer real quick. Oh, God. Um, the, I'm an obvious, I'm just going to definitely say the best wacky neighbor ever, ever. Bar none. But Fuck Kimmy like, Gibbler. Urkel was all right. But, they, well, I mean, Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. It's pretty hot now. Yeah. I mean, they all, they all turned out pretty hot. Have you seen them? does meth? She did meth. And the Olsen twins went through a rough they went for, batch. They all turned out looking good. Candace Cameron Burr. What about the, the one who played DJ? What about the she's mom? Super what about she's super hot. She's super Christian. What about the mom, the dead chick? What about Uncle Jesse's Oh, Uncle Jesse's wife. Uncle Jesse, still looking great. Yeah, John Stamos. John Stamos is great. Stamos. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, Lori Loughlin. Lori Loughlin yeah. also so looks great. She looked like she was going to be hot forever. Yeah, dude, she just, she's the hottest. I, I felt I like when think I was younger, I felt like she was really old. She probably wasn't that old, no, was she? Dude, she was 20. She was our age, probably. I bet. I thought she was like 30s because she was older. Holy fuck. Fuck. God. Damn, I she's hot. Yeah. All right. That's probably where my... I really like moms, and it may start yeah, that's, there. It that's, may what start I, there. that's what I was just thinking. Fucking Becky. I Becky. Didn't, I didn't want to call it an obsession with milfs, but that's where my milf. Becky Ketsopolis. <laughs> All right. Uncle Joey. Kramer. <laughs> what a bunch of crazy answers. Kramer. We're talking Kramer. about. We're something. talking Kramer. Fuck give me Not full house. Yeah, fuck you, full house. <laughs> fuck out of here. We're praising Seinfeld. All right, right now. Kramer. The best wacky neighbor. Bar no. Bar no. Every, yeah. When he turns his house into any town USA. Yeah, we were talking about Elaine. He might put the screen door on the fucking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. So he's got Anywhere USA. Tosses on a fucking <coughs> screen, screen door. door. And puts a wind chime. Yeah. In their apartment. Then and then all of a sudden he starts he getting. clearly like flicks. Yeah. And now there's kids in there's the There's neighborhood kids like pranking his house. Baseballs in the hallway. Yeah. God. And then he fucking. But Kramer's like secretly smart. Like in some ways, he's always he's, he's an entrepreneur. Smart. He's street, street smart. smart. Um, as weird as he is, everyone likes him. Like there's no way to not like Kramer. You never done anybody no harm. No. You have no idea. There where was he... a time when he was wanted for murder. You have no idea <laughs> where he gets his money from. No. <laughs> That's... But he has at Kramerica Industries. He in hired an intern for his apartment. The bagel. Darren. <laughs> the bagel business. Yeah. The, he goes on strike frequently, though. He does go on. <laughs> he does go on strike frequently. That was just a festivus for the rest of us, though. Uh, the, that's one of the greatest TV episodes, episodes of all time. The yeah. Show. The festivus episode. It's, okay. When we were talking about Lori Lachlan, how do we forget to mention Elaine Bennis? I possibly the hottest person ever. Elaine, Elaine Bennis, Elaine Bennis. Yeah. Not Julia Louis Dreyfus, who is very hot. Yeah. But Elaine Bennis is maybe the hottest person ever. Yeah, she's just an icy bitch. She's got that. I dig it. She's got that thick hair. She's a good-looking human being. She's just hot. She's fucking hot. And legitimately funny. That's what makes her so hot. Yeah, it's because... She's legitimately she's funny. She's legit. Well, I mean, she has kicked ass at everything she's ever been in. Well, we're talking strictly Elaine Bennis right now. I'm just trying to... I, I want to praise Julia Louis-Dreyfus because yeah. I know she's a fan. Veep. Hey, Julia. <laughs> Veep. Um, Veep. Knocked out of the park. Never seen it, but everybody seems to love it. <laughs> um, the... The... New Adventures of Old Christine. I used to, I used to dig, dig that, that show. Show. They had great supporting characters, but Dude, she was great in she it. She was in a bra in one scene. Yeah, I like that. I fucking that's burned in my memory. She's hot. It's not even a sexy bra at all. But it is doesn't matter. Burned. It's Elaine Bennis. Burned yeah, it is burned in my yeah. memory. And but she's yeah, also super funny. She can go toe to toe with pretty much any of the dudes on the show, which you cannot on, I mean, on Seinfeld? Got, yeah. She goes toe to toe with yeah. all of them. Everybody's scared of Elaine. Yeah. Elaine's a psycho. She's a horrible dancer. Dovetailing off of that, uh, I keep saying dovetailing today. Speaking of dovetails, um, and I, I uh, stories about doves, which are dovetails. I typically, I typically <laughs> call it bird walking. But we're dovetailing off towards David Putty. Oh! Okay. Putty's only in like 16 episodes. He's in eight, eight, eight episodes. episodes. He is in eight, eight episodes. 
Holy shit. He makes an impact in those eight episodes. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, the, it just makes me want to play Seinfeld scene it. Yeah. David uh, Putty. David Putty. Uh, Patrick Warburton. Have you seen Rules of Engagement? No. Great fuck. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Great show with him and David Spade. Yeah, I do like it's both of those guys. Hilarious. The other guy's alright. The chicks are alright. But David Spade and Patrick Warburton good. are fucking hilarious. And so is... Patrick Warburton's wife, she's pretty funny. Alright. But, uh, God, dude, that's a good show. But Putty is, like, the most meat-headed yeah. New Yorker, like, ever at this show. Got a sports team. Hey, ball. Hey, what's going on? You gotta see eight ball. <laughs> he fucking paints his face for the hockey games. Gotta support the team. Gotta support the team. On the plane, he just looks ahead. You're not gonna read nothing? Nah. Nah. <laughs> You're just going to stand there, stare there at the back of the seat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then Elaine breaks up with him. They, like, get back together over the, you know, a bunch of times. Well, then there's also the one where she keeps betting Jerry that they're not getting back together. Yeah. And it's just... And she keeps bringing him cash. Yeah. At one point, Jerry's, like, smoking a fat cigar. He's, like, yeah. counting his money. Yeah. So. Oh, they did the bet. They yeah, had the episode. That, that's that's considered by a lot of people one of the greatest episodes of television. Yeah, the master of your own domain. You gotta be master of your own Paper domain. just comes right back and... Ah. I'm out! <laughs> yeah. Like, that That broke uh, TV wide open. Like, that was not... A, that was in 94. People were not necessarily ready for that at all. Yeah. Like, that wouldn't even be a topic uh, that people would mention at... Compared to the shit that's on TV now and Netflix now, yeah. that's a tame conversation. Nobody would even like think twice about it. Yeah. It would seem tame. But in '94, like it made a lot of people freak out. Like, yeah, it's a whole episode about trying not to jerk off. And Elaine joins in it too. Yeah, but she had to take odds because like she has two, two to one. Yeah, yeah it's it's like I, my favorite fucking thing is when. Craig was trying to explain to her how it's not the same. And he goes, she, she goes, it's like shaving. And he, or he goes, it's like shaving. He's like, women shave their legs. And Craig looks at him and goes, not every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. It's a good line. Dude. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. Jer- and, so Jor- and so Jerry, like, loses. And George wins. But then the very finale... <laughs> George brings back George, that he cheated. Yeah. And he goes, because the plane's about to crash, he goes, what? Because I'm a cheater. <laughs> and those were like George's last words. Because I'm a cheater. Well, they didn't die, but... But they would have. They would have. Oh, yeah, and Jerry and Elaine were about to confess their love for each yeah. other. Well, they had to save me, and they're just like, yeah, forget it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kramer was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you want to be like Kramer. You want to, everybody should be, Kramer's all in the moment. 100%. Like 100%. 100% in yeah. the moment. Kramer's all, like, Kramer's not all there. <laughs> if he's at an event, he is all there. Yeah. Like, he's just down to get a game. He's down, he's to, down to get a game going yeah. at all times. And he's just confident. Um, His name's Cosmo, Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo Kramer, and he fucking rocks it. Yeah. That's the perfect name for him. Yeah. However they fucking came up with that. Cosmo. God, that's Cosmo Kramer. Perfect. I could see that as one of your kids. Cosmo? Oops. I was going to use it with your last name, but I... Mm. We'll, keep, we'll keep that in mind. Keep that in the holster. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Cosmo. 
Well, it looks like they're uh, giving us the light, but uh, before we get out of here... Bonus coverage! ...on this uh, topic, I think we should talk about one of the great things that's come up on Twitter oh. as of late, one which of is modern, modern Seinfeld, like modern Seinfeld topics, because again... Yeah. Every Seinfeld episode is about just the tiny thing in like tiny thing in life or something petty. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll I'll read a few of these. Uh, maybe it'll make more sense. So Elaine loves the way her new boyfriend smells, but when she discovers he uses Axe body spray, she begins to question her entire life. Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's just something weird that like only they would give a shit about. Yeah. All right, you you ready for this one? Probably should give the. It doesn't matter. This is from danspapers.com. All right. Um, here's looking at you, Dan. Um, here's one that sounds exactly like it'd be a modern one. Jerry's Twitter's hacked. People like hacked Jerry better. George tries to get trampled on Black Friday so he, so he can sue, but everyone is polite. <laughs> oh, the one time everyone's polite is screws George over. What's that? The one time everyone's polite and just yeah. screws George over. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Jerry gets paranoid about his girlfriend's past when her iPhone automatically connects to the Wi-Fi at Newman's apartment. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly something... Newman, Wayne Knight, another great character. That's, that is exactly something that would freak Jerry out, too. Yeah. He well, hates, there's that whole episode he where he... Newman. Yeah. Let's, oh, let's just quickly, let's quickly jump into that, the characters that they've had. They've had Newman, Jay Peterman, just, these the are soup just Nazi. The sub, like the sub characters. Yeah. And they all are fully... Jackie Childs. Jackie Childs. Um, um, Kenny Banya. Oh, Banya. Fuck it. There, I mean, there's too many to like name them all. Oh, and they've had so many cameos from like hot chicks yeah. that are just always Jerry's girlfriend. And a episode. lot of them went on to be a lot more famous. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not going to... Okay, we're getting into the weeds on this. <laughs> That's not really important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see what else we got here. Um, George is too scared to break up with his intimidating girlfriend, so he just repeatedly responds to her text with, New phone, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Steinbrenner? Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner is a great character. Yeah. Because Steinbrenner's a real person. Yeah. Which just, like, makes it... When he's done by Larry David's voice. Yeah. Let's see here. I've, I read one somewhere that George is convinced that his ex-girlfriend is still using his Netflix account and he's determined to catch her. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> that is perfectly that's, George. Yeah, that's exactly, and again, that's how it's like all of us in that I think we would all try to do that. Yeah. Like, or not, we wouldn't try to do that, but we have... We have that thought. We all know that that's a part of us. Yeah. Like, we know that... Really, we have the potential to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, when a website claims Jerry is dead, he's annoyed people aren't more upset. It turns out Newman runs a website that spreads death hoaxes. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Newman is a f the mailman. That's the perfect job for Newman. Yeah. The postal worker. Yeah. Because he's just a psycho? Yeah. Just like a... Conniving. Demented, conniving little, little fucking, fucking twerp, yeah. little pest. Yeah. Um, when George's ex changes her HBO Go password 
George tries to reconcile with her just long enough to get the new one. <laughs> Again, similar. He's going, there's a lot of them. Yeah. So, Dude, that's the thing. Seinfeld can be done in any era because it's so perfect. But what made it perfect for the 90s was like any of their problems could have been solved with a cell phone. But yeah. the cell phone wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. So all their little mundane problems <laughs> worked perfectly. You bring that to the internet age, like... It's so hard. You could... Yeah, but there's also so many new little things. Well, yeah. Like, when a text back and just, Ugh, like, yeah. all that... Dude, they'd have so much to be able to tackle on that. They would have... They like, would Aziz Ansari is kind of do, trying to do it in his comedy, but I'd rather see Seinfeld do it. Yeah, but those guys could touch on anything in any... Like, they, they would fi- they would be able to write good material in any era. Because in yeah. every era, there's going to be stupid shit that... That's true. ...that you can find. So And they're good enough writers to find it anyway. Yeah, but, like... But they the new decade they would, would be the biggest change, I think. They would have a lot of good shit. Yeah. All right, here's the last one. Uh, and I like this one because it actually sounds like it's a line from the show. Which is, Elaine's boyfriend is a downgrader. I call, he texts me back. I text, he emails. I'm scared if I email, I'll have to look for smoke signals. <laughs> like, that's, that's, like, that just sounds like the dialogue they'd use. So. Yeah. Um, be so sweet to see you come back, but but Dude, Jerry's way too smart. I don't want. He to walked away back. from like a bunch of money um, for another season because he went. I don't think it'll be. He doesn't. He didn't want to lose the quality. I don't. Want and they to nailed it. Back. Season one to the last to season nine. They nailed it. One hundred percent the entire way through. Yeah, he it can't come back. I don't think. No, of course not. I don't Unless want it to come we back. We did it better. I don't want it to come back. There's enough shit trying to come back. Seinfeld needs to stay where it is and just be remembered for what it was. Yeah. Because it's greatest TV show. Let's write a show called Feinseld. Feinseld? Yeah. I like it. And just see where that goes. Where we, uh... I had an idea for, like, a comedian who, in, in, the, in the present day, riffs on events from the 1970s as if they're going on right now, but using modern... Phrases and like technology. Yeah, it's a really weird thought I had, but uh, I think that'd be funny if somebody wanted to write that. I am not going to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is Seinfeld for you. Yeah, the greatest show possibly ever. And I can't wait till your son Cosmo someday hears this and uh, Cosmo is what you named after and sees where it came from. So here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> Keep it crusty. We'll see you after the break. Hi folks, welcome to Camp Cannabinoids. I'm Counselor Puffer McWeederson. And I'm Counselor Smokey McKeeferson. Here at Camp Cannabinoids, we are a self-sustaining agricultural and entrepreneurial summer camp. But trust me, we're more than just a camp. We teach your kids the value of hard work, patience, hydroponics, and the cultivation of the entrepreneurial spirit. Camp activities include, but are not limited to, growing plants from seed, training the plants, pest control, soil experiments and testing, harvesting, trimming and drying, not to mention our Young Entrepreneurs Program that focuses on the selling and distribution of the camper's harvest. We'll be blunt, Camp Cannabinoids is 100% and absolutely free. And rest assured, 
Your child will return home with a shoebox full of knowledge. Camp cannabinoids. We're selling weed. Brought to you by Twisted Violet. Trip Report. Moppin' Oregon. We left your uh, mom's uh, retirement party um, about 5.30 about p.m. And they're not partying at 5.30 a.m. No, not that crowd. Not that crowd. And we started heading east. Uh, we went up to Portland. We headed east on the 84, on I-84. I-84. Here's some traffic. And from, Ian's been wanting to do Cottonwood Canyon. For uh, a while. For a while, which is in Wasco. It's not in Moppin'. No. Uh, and he's been, like, he was pushing for it for a long time. And uh, we get there. And, uh, well, I mean, so, first of all. It's it's a lot of, like, big public land. Yeah. And we were thinking we were hoping that we could we go out there, shoot guns. the river somewhere, like, pretty private. And, like, do whatever we had some LSD, we allegedly. Yeah, do whatever the fuck we wanted. But then when we got there, there was no... There was no access down to the water. No. Except for one fucking campsite. No fires. No fires. And um, the campsite was... Campsite was shitty. shitty. Yeah, one like wood fence. Yeah. That protected you from nothing. Yeah. And then all the other campers were just right fucking next to you. Yeah. No fires. No, you like... I caught a catfish that night, though. Yeah, we got fucking hammered and caught some catfish. Yeah. That was a good time. Ate a lot of supreme cheddar Doritos. But it wasn't where we wanted to be for a trip. It's not that was not the end destination. No, because I mean, we gotta be clear. When we choose a destination, we choose it because we're gonna allegedly take some drugs. We uh, want seclusion. Take some LSD or something. We want like seclusion and we want a great view. A view we want something to look at. Ability for a slight ability for activities. Yeah. Plus or minus. Yeah. But we want to be able to move around. Yeah. I mean, anywhere we go when we do these summer trips, we go to a creek, or we go to the lake, or yeah. we go to, yeah, the Deschutes. But, uh... Conwood Canyon was a big disappointment. Uh, but we had to stay there one night because we were we out of range. We got there at 7.30. No, yeah. Like, or maybe late. No, it was later, it was later than, that. than that. We set up in the dark. It was getting close to being dark. Yeah. So, and so we, yeah, that was it. We just crashed four people in one tent. Yeah. Didn't unpack any of the food or anything. None of the wood, nothing. Just literally the chairs, the beer, and when it was time to go to bed, we just went to bed, got up, packed, knew that we were headed to Moppin, because Ian had been there before. Yeah. So he knew that we could at least get a spot on the river, so we're like, all right, well, let's at least go check it out and figure out what we're doing. So we head to Moppin, and we find the fucking perfect yeah. campsite. Could not have been better. Right on the bend of the river, right... Where there's rapids, but a nice back pool. Yeah, for good the fish spot to for fishing. Um, Perfect for good, sitting your good chair. Good, just little looking gallery for the people going floating by. Yeah, you could just put your chair in the water. Tall like red rock mesas, like in the distance, like yeah. straight out of an eagle song. Like yeah, you can like we were surrounded by complete nature. Na- just hills, and then you just had tunnels on either side of you that you could see out of. Yeah, we had a. Uh, Little rattlesnake friend that uh, oh, old Mr. Rattler. Oh, Mr. Rattler, a Western Blue. I the Western Blue. We coexisted with him nicely. Very nicely. However, we did see a fucking mongoose. We yeah, or a mongoose that, or a mink or some sort of weasel. That could have got him. Yeah. That guy could have got him. 
But because uh, we never saw him. After but that. he kept he kept fucking barging in on our fishing spot. He did. But and, uh, but he was cool looking. He was pretty respectful. He was cool looking. He was pretty respectful. He was, was a, small. He was Mr. Rattler. He was old Mr. Rattler. He was Western Blue, I hear. I really. <laughs> we said that way too many times. No such thing. The, <laughs> um, I really wanted to see him when I was tripping though. Yeah, I did too. I just thought that would have been cool, but I also felt like I would probably get way too close and accidentally get bit. That's the problem. That was running through my mind because like I obviously don't want to hurt him. But he doesn't know that. Yeah. So if I get close, he's biting me. Yeah. Although you got to admit, if you're going to be on acid, you're probably emanating some decent vibes, so you might be okay. That's true. But you probably still get bit. Yeah, so. most likely. Um, See, that was the exact thought process that I had. Yeah. When I was there, I was like, yeah, you might think I'm cool. Like, I'm not. Yeah, but don't think those thoughts did not completely cross my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we had uh, a snake and. Um, and yeah, just animals going around. It was a cool spot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like it was uh, per- and we, we were, were completely immersed. We were far enough off the road, cut off from people, no cell phone service. It was perfect. Yeah, we were far enough off the road. We could hear the traffic going by, but they wouldn't stop and bother us. It was very clear and that we, we had that place taken two, over. We took up two camp spots next to each other for literally the same fucking price. Yeah, and we just like there was no reason for anyone to come down there. And um, from the way the trip started, I mean, I. We had a good time, but like from Cottonwood Canyon, the view there compared to where we ended up. Yeah. Crazy. That was a crazy spot. That was perfect. Yeah. The hills were so high on either side. It was, it felt like going back in time. Oh, and they had the train track. Oh, the train kept going by. Train kept going by. We were trying to give it a fucking honk and they wouldn't do it. Then the day we took acid, we were. They, we got them every as time. As soon as they saw they were blaring. They did it before were, we did yeah, it, basically. Yeah, they were ready to party yeah. that day. So, uh, what were you about to say about Fluff? Thought he was going to climb the fucking rock. Yeah. Thought he was going to climb the hill. He walked farther down the hill to try to climb back up and never got higher than we were standing watching him. Yeah. So, way to go. Yeah, he, he <laughs> but, didn't uh, climb that one little part. Okay. But he start he started, it was the, dumbest he thing started the exact wrong direction. Yeah. So it was a fun two days. Oh, it was a great but, two uh, days. It was all ramping up because Fluff didn't get there Fluff until get Friday, Friday night. night he had a we run. wanted to take the acid on Friday. allegedly on Friday. But the, but the weather, weather was, was gonna be shitty. way better on the Saturday. Was gonna be way better on Saturday. So there was a couple it's a good thing that Fluff actually had to wait, otherwise we probably would have just been reckless taking it Friday. I'm glad that we took it Saturday though because yeah. it was a, a gorgeous day. It was ridiculous. It was. I use the term gorgeous. Yeah. I don't feel good about that, but that's well, what the day that's was. What it was. That's how you describe a like what low 80s maybe. Yeah. yeah, low 80s. It got hot late in the day. I remember. Breezy, but we had the river right there. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like when we were playing liquid sack D. Well, that was up top, and we were moving around. That yeah. was not a smart move on our part. All right, let's start at the beginning of the trip, though. I don't, dude. I don't know. I, I lost so much time. Dude, let's jump into it. Well, the beginning... We, so the beginning, we waited till 10.30. We ran into town earlier in the day. Grabbed I did, food. and I stayed back, caught a fish. We stayed back, caught a fish. Um, and then um, we, we ate, took them at 10.30. We ate breakfast, and we took the acid at 10.30. Yeah, allegedly. And then, dude, literally, we all went and sat by the river, basically waiting for it to kick in. Yeah. And, and then, then it was it was a little thawed, so it like kicked in a little sooner. And then eventually we were all down at the river, just high as fuck. Like that's how I remember it. Like all of a sudden we were just all yeah. high as fuck, sitting in the water, passing bush through the current. 
There is nothing grabbing a bush. There's nothing better in life than when like the five of us are like doing something like that. No. The f- we're just sitting in the river. There's no one else to bug us. No. We're not checking our phones. We're just, we're just sitting peaking. in the river. We're just we're letting the moment be what it is. We're so we get so like we saw we, we bring saw, our minds together in such a way where you forget that you're like even tripping for a second. And you realize what's going on. You go, holy shit. Yeah, you literally forget that other people exist until they float yeah. by in their raft. And they're like, oh yeah, there's other people. Here. Yeah. Just like, fuck, man. I mean, and uh, we grabbed a lot of fresh ones. We grabbed all the fresh ones. We grabbed all the fresh ones. The Good Time and Buds did something that we didn't expect us to be able to do, which is we ran out of beer. We we d- never underestimated. We, no, we drank 102. Yeah. Because he got 230... Six racks from Costco, and we got a 30 rack of Bush. Yeah. And Fluff was gone for half Fluff of that. Fluff was gone for, yeah, Fluff was only there Friday night and Saturday. Yeah. And Saturday, we didn't have Oh, and then we beer. killed the whiskey, too. Saturday, we didn't have any beer. Saturday, we only had the 30 rack. Yeah. Oh, the 30 rack that he went and bought. That's rack, right. Which was... See, we underestimated because we didn't feel like drinking in the morning. Yeah. Because we were all fucking hungover. But obviously, once you take the acid, you just drink like a fish. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, so we're, we're down, just sitting in the river, weather's perfect, we remark to each other that life literally doesn't get better than that. It does that. not get better. Um, I remember you and I talked about some weird, uh, like, we got into, like, some just debates about the way life works. Yeah. Like, early, I don't, uh, like any, like, pretty decent trip, uh, some of it's kind of hard to grasp, because yeah. it's a little dreamy. It's, li- it's all very dreamy. Yeah. Though. Um. But I remember, I remember saying to you... There's no argument you can construct that will break down this Like, feeling. you can't, you can't explain this good feeling in words. Yeah. Therefore, you can't discredit it with words. Okay, that's way like, better. Like, there's yeah. no, you can't argue against what I'm feeling right now because I can't even explain to you the euphoria that I'm feeling. Yeah. Like, I'm on cloud 10. You're just completely in the moment. Yeah. You just feel fantastic and yeah. nothing else matters. Yeah. And, so, uh, like, you can't make an argument against it because I can't explain to you how good it is. Yeah. And, I mean, if anything makes you feel like that... Um, but, and it's not like... And it's not like it's a dangerous thing. It's no, not like it's Molly or it's any of that like, thing. It's like, what, the third safest drug you I said? think it's the third. Yeah, shrooms are number one. Weed is number Weed two. Weed is number two. Acid's acid is number three. three. And I think that's just because, theoretically, sometimes you can get bad acid. Yeah. Folks out there, if you choose to do this, be careful. What do you mean? We Allegedly. We've never been careful. We trust whoever gives us shit. Yeah, but uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so... Um, it's... It was... This one... Uh, this wasn't my favorite trip, but it was the most I've ever tripped. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. When we... When Fluff started talking about shooting the animals... Yeah. Off that fucking ridge, that... High as fuck ridge. We're talking about shooting and dinosaurs. Talking first. about yeah, talking about watching them fall, and then we start talking about that debate. giraffe. Well, which we got into a debate. What would be the funniest animal yeah. to snipe off a cliff and watch it roll all the way down? A giraffe. Elef- we started with elephants, and we got to giraffe, and then we got to how they're like, you, like you picture them as such a graceful, like beautiful creature. Yeah. But then like it falling. And then, like... It's like tumbling all the way down the mountain. Like, with, like, a proper British accent. Well, because when you see a giraffe, they're kind of uppity, like, tip-top. Yeah, yeah, that's what we get. Tip, 
talk to you. Oh, how are you today? Oh. And they're like way above you. Like they're way taller than you. So they're always like kind of talking down to you anyways. Yeah. And, then, and But like, and so we're tripping pretty hard at this yeah. point. And I'm like, uh, I keep thinking about this giraffe. I get into a, a weird giraffe loop. Which yeah. happens. And I just kept thinking of all the different scenarios this giraffe would be in. And I am just dying, dying. laughing. And then... I realize that no one else is really laughing anymore, and I look at Kevin and I go, I almost lost my shit, man. And then I start dying laughing, and I'm like, dude, imagine if the giraffe said that after all those scenarios that it was just in. Yeah. And we both just fucking died. Very Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, we... Very Hunter S. Thompson. That was a... It's just like, we were exactly on the same page. I can picture it. Draw, I'm gonna try to figure out a way to draw a picture draw of that thing. That sounds fun. Just that's like the only way to I, explain I, it. I almost lost my shit, man. That's the only way to explain it is yeah. with a drawing of a cartoon for some reason. Yeah. It all just seems so cartoony. Yeah. In it my seem, head. Yeah. I don't know. Like that was a very cartoony. It was a super cartoony trip. Yeah. Like, uh, like even when I would come up to like where the beer was and like all the stuff up top. Um, I felt like I was walking on the moon 100%. When we played Liquid Sack D and we're kicking up dust and stuff, I had my sunglasses on. It looked kind of dark. I know, sh- I, sh- I shit you not, I felt like I was on the moon. It was sick looking. It, it, I did not play Liquid Sack D very well. No, no, no. It is possible that I got four hits. None of us played Liquid Sack D very well. No, well, that's true. We were, like, we all wanted to be down by the river. Yeah. Well, ultimately. There's nothing better than just sticking your feet in the like river, we sitting on your chair. Sitting in the river and fluff would randomly fucking lay down, and we were yeah. all just solving carpal tunnel syndrome. We solved carpal tunnel syndrome. We don't remember. We how. don't remember how, but ladies, the cure might be coming soon from the Katamid buds. Yeah, because we had it figured out. We had it figured out, and uh, cannot for the life of me remember what it was. No, but God, that whole. Trip is such a blur for me. The trip oh, is a blur. But we can't forget the best, well, not the best part at all, but one of the best parts. We ran out of beer, so we got time about to improvise. We went into the Rainbow Tavern in Mobbin. Oh, that's right. We this is, well, this local. is, so we've already come down at this point. Well, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're still riding a nice we've high. We've got visuals. Yeah, we, we still have visuals of the ass. Shit. Yeah. But, um, no, we're, so we're, we go up to the Rainbow Tavern. There's a goddamn bachelorette party going on. Yeah. Team bride and team groom. Yeah. We got in on that. Fucking played some darts. Yeah. That was And then we went outside and you wanted to get some cash. The 18 was broken. Yeah. But then we went back in and we're like, shit, how do we get back down to that room with the pool table? And that chick walks up to us. Yeah. She goes, where are you guys standing here? Come down here. Let's party. And I was like, is that the room for the party? And she's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. So we got right back in there and then uh, slowly but surely we earned our way onto the pool table. Always do. Which was the goal. There was only one pool table. Yeah, that was a small place for... I just remember like looking at everybody around us and going, those people are us. Just if we we went through it and, you know... We're in their hometown this time. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. For once we're the, you know, well, for once we're always the out of town. Everybody... Manual on how to make every bar your bar. Yeah, but we had the. They didn't have karaoke. We had to exercise that ability. We had to exercise it. We wow. did a pretty good job. Wow! Right after having done acid. Yeah, and I think which I, was pretty tough. But there was also. I think the, it's easy. I feel more relaxed around people than ever. I don't. I feel like I was just like looking at my like. I, Dude, no. Oh. On the come down from acid, I could go into almost any public place and just chill out. Like nothing bothers me. 
I I don't feel any like anxiety like I just like yeah but that's what exactly what I want to do is chill out I don't want to have to try to fucking party oh dude I, I think it's fun yeah, I had a great time yeah at that fucking bar um, there was also the VW the people Rainbow there Tavern. yeah they were all fucking they look like they definitely did some drugs yeah I talked to a couple of them but I never had the balls to ask them if they did acid <laughs> Fair enough. But, dude, they were, like, looking at their hands and shit. They were doing exactly what we were doing. I was like, dude, they had to have done acid. We need to... When we say looking at our hands, you know what? Go fuck yourself. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Yeah, and they don't know what... I'm about to explain it. Yeah, if you don't like... If you don't get it... If they've done acid, they'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Like, you can't... So, anyways... um, Another classic trip with a good time of Bud's. Um, a little different than a little different. the other ones, but God Ian may not get uh, the number one pick next year. Oof, dude, I don't know. He saved the day with Moppin. He did save the day with Moppin. And it was only like 45 minutes away. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. No. But no, no, no. But I'm just thinking, Canyon like, was... we just all were kind of like, yeah, we'll go well, there. We, the I think same, we should discuss. The same thing happened when we went to Pendleton, too. Yeah. We never Pendleton worked out a little differently. We never find a spot. We always just go there assuming we'll find something, and that's that's how we always make it work. And the question is, where are we going next? I'd say we go somewhere different. Colorado. All right, we go to Hunter S. Thompson's. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. You say Um, the words, and I'm there. All right. This week's inspirational quote brought to you by Hunter S. Thompson. A cap of good acid costs $5, and for that, you can hear the Universal Symphony with God singing solo and the Holy Ghost on drums. Will 